Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye. We have a number of people we'll be speaking with today, but the first person is Grover Johnson, working with the Tacoma Ministerial Alliance in getting the governor to sign a proclamation to uh, dedicate uh, July as the Love Thy Neighbor Month. So Grover, how did that come about and uh, what role are you and the TMA playing in that? Well, thank you, Eddie, first of all, and hello uh, to you and everyone. And um, and I uh, hope everyone is well. Uh, this actually uh, came about last year. Uh, we established um, the, the Love Thy Neighbor Month last year uh, through the TMA by way of proclamation. Uh, the governor had signed uh, this year, and 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 because of the violence, uh, gun violence, and, and the hate crimes that um, increasingly existing here, not only in our cities, our state, also across the country, uh, we thought maybe we needed one month uh, out of a year at least to start to be able to uh, emphasize and demonstrate uh, love for one another. And uh, this is how this actually came about. Uh, quite honestly, if you notice on the calendar, they have all birthdays, holidays, Christmas, uh, Cinco de Mayo days, all different types of holidays, but not a day specifically set aside to bring American people together. So that's what actually brought it to our attention to be able to try and to um, do something different and uh, uh, trying to uh, make people and help people understand we need to cohabitate and coexist on this earth together, uh, Eddie. Who all is involved? We know that the Tacoma Ministry Alliance is a, a large group of clergy. Uh, who has been in the forefront of helping organize this? Well, uh, Pastor Johnson, uh, my brother, uh, uh, Pastor Perter, uh, Pastor Christopher, Pastor Das, uh, there's quite a few of them actually. Uh, involved on the committee, and there are some uh, members, not necessarily pastors, that are also uh, involved in this uh, endeavor as well. Um, you know, we 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 actually uh, have a unique opportunity to come together, you know, to demonstrate unity and uh, to contribute uh, and to creating a better Washington State. Um, uh, Again, you know, these holidays that are on the calendar have been recognized, but we don't have that own specific month or day uh, to try and bring people together. So, you know, what you have deemed each year should be recognized as a Love Thy Neighbor Month uh, in Washington. And of course, Governor uh, Jay Inslee um, had issued a proclamation making this destination uh, official. And of course, too, the reality uh, is that although the U.S. Declaration of Independence read, quote, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, uh, unquote. And our nation, our nation, of course, you know, have been uh, plagued with discrimination and racism for centuries, and most recently, uh, 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 gun violence and uh, and dis discrimination. You know, currently, you know, they're they're wiping blood off the subway floors and and and, and uh, Brooklyn. Uh, they're cleaning blood off the counters. Uh, in the grocery stores. Uh, they're cleaning blood off of our pews and our churches. And more uh, recently, uh, our schools, they're cleaning blood off uh, our youth, blood off of uh, blackboards and, and their, their deaths. So our goal uh, for Love and Neighbor is to experience a hate-free month, pretty much, uh, based on the common humanity of all Washingtonians, uh, pretty much. 
uh, in signing the proclamation, I also uh, uh, Governor Inslee stated, um, quote, I encourage all people in our state to work towards fostering, appre uh, appreciating and demonstrating love towards one another, respectively of uh, any differences. Uh, so what we're going to do as a TMA, we will be uh, capping off Love Thy Neighbor Month with a rally and celebration on the state capitol steps in Olympia, Saturday, uh, July 30th. And this is gonna happen between uh, 10 and 2 p.m. And, uh, you know, we're proud uh, to support this effort and um, and you're encouraged to set aside, all your listeners are encouraged to set aside that day uh, on your calendar and join us in Olympia to support this uh, unique effort uh, to foster unity and love. Where will you be located in Olympia? Uh, we'll be at the uh, North Step at the Capitol right at the Capitol building on the North Steps. Uh, can you take us through like, what will the program look like? Uh, sure, we're gonna have a, a variety of speakers uh, on the program. Uh, we have a musician as well, uh, saxophone player. Most of you may know Maurice, uh, but they're gonna be a variety of speakers. And also like to mention too, Brother Eddie, you will be our uh, master ceremony at that event and thank you for that and participating in this um uh leslie braxton uh revan excuse me reverend dr leslie braxton he will be our keynote speakers uh but we will be having also senators um uh, some um some um uh, what do you call um uh, mayors uh also speaking as well at this event so does that mean mayor victoria Woodard is coming down to speak from tacoma Actually, she will not be in town, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but uh, Keith Blocker uh, will be there, as well as the uh, co um, uh, the co chair of the Tacoma Black Collectives, and everybody know Big Brother Lyle uh, Quizem uh, will be speaking as well. Why don't you let our listeners know who Keith Blocker is? Uh, Keith Blocker, he is uh, he's a council member. Uh, have been a council member for the city of Tacoma. Uh, I think he's going on his second second term if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Keith, um, a young man, uh, um, you know, kind of grew up in Tacoma and been involved in a lot of uh, community activities in Tacoma as well, and doing extremely well as a commissioner, a council member as well. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, Keith Blocker's wife, Christina, Corp Corbett Mosley, uh, those young folks are really doing an outstanding job and supporting the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective has also been, uh, I think Corbett uh, organized uh, the Black Parents Association over there as well. So we have some stars in Tacoma and Pierce County and you're in Kitsap County, right? Sorry? Are you in Kitsap County? Actually, no, I'm in Pierce County currently. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, and uh, in, in terms of, uh, you said, is the governor gonna be there or has he just signed the proclamation? Uh, he just signed the proclamation, Eddie. Uh, you know, this time of year, elections and everything's uh, coming up. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of these dignitaries have been pretty busy. You know, and uh, I can understand. Uh, but no, he will not be there, uh, unfortunately. But Robert, we, I'd like to have you uh, just take a little time and share with our listeners a little bit about your background. You've done this in the past, but uh, uh, you were very instrumental in getting uh, folks on jobs to the labor's union. So if you could just take a minute or two and just share a little bit about your background. Okay, I, I guess I'll start there uh, with the Labor's Union. Uh, I spent many years uh, uh, in the Labor's Union, also uh, as uh, 
born as an organizer, uh, I also um, dedicated myself primarily to the community, particularly the African-American, the black community uh, in reference to uh, uh, employment uh, uh, for those who are definitely who were in, in need and also disfranchised. Uh, I started uh, out primarily uh, with a big project with the Tacoma Housing Authority, uh, known as the Shalashan uh, uh, District. And uh, it was uh, a new development uh, back in 2005, 2004 that was starting up. And it was one of the largest uh, housing development uh, west of the Mississippi. And uh, one of the concerns was uh, for those who uh, live in those homes, uh, low-income home, basically known as Section Threes, uh, you know, we want to make sure that they were able to be employed to help build that community, rebuild that community, uh, also be able to have a career in some type of trade, and also, in fact, to be able to afford one of those homes. Eventually, uh, the new homes that were being built. Uh, but that's where it all starts. So I uh, actually uh, put together an oversight committee for the project to make sure that uh, accountability uh, was there in reference to uh, having minority participation, having Section 3 participation as well. But anyway, that oversight committee went, went, went over extremely well. So Seattle Housing, we established an oversight committee for the Seattle Housing projects as well and did the same thing. Uh, but uh, I guess... Uh, Seattle Housing kind of extended themselves a little bit more in terms of uh, employing Section 3s to 100% instead of uh, 30% uh, from Tacoma. Uh, Seattle Housing went 100%. So it turned out extremely well along that line. Uh, also, to uh, back in uh, the early 200s, uh, uh, 2000, I uh, um, formed and founded the uh, Tacoma A. Philip Randolph Institute uh, based in Tacoma. Uh, which is doing well there real briefly uh, uh, Tacoma School District was not giving uh, uh, summer school assistance uh, to the students, particularly for those who need it. So uh, we started a, a summer school uh, um, scholarship program, basically, and paid for students to be able to go to summer school for those who were low income or free lunch uh, voucher type of thing. So that went over extremely well. So the school district ended up taking that over themselves. Uh, so that was a, a good thing. Uh, also to um, the NAS, well, uh, the Puget Sound uh, Minority Contractors Forum uh, put together uh, back in 2008, um, making sure that minority contractors, particularly uh, and specifically uh, black contractors, uh, was getting on these projects. And of course, you know, Eddie, back in those days, uh, when the disparity studies came out, you know, uh, we were like minus 0.1%, you know, and, and, you know, it's a shame, you know, it hasn't grown a whole bunch, you know, since yeah, but it has yeah. grown, of course, with the effort of yourself and many others. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, that, that worked out extremely well. And, uh, and we you, Bob, I understand it myself. We also uh, founded the Washington State chapter the National Association of Minority Contractors. Absolutely, and yeah. I was getting to that, and that's okay. what led to uh, the uh, 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 the Puget Sound uh, Minority Contractors Forum uh, led to the uh, National Association of Minority Contractors, which included you, the CCCJ, and all the other groups, yeah. uh, minority groups, uh, black groups, uh, with the Urban League as well in Seattle. Uh, that uh, that was around. So we all congealed. We all came together and formed this group and. 
and uh, doing extremely well at this point. Well, Grover, thank you very much. Once again, that's the event's going to be on July 30th, Saturday from 10 to 2 on the north stairs of the Capitol in Olympia, Washington. Correct. And okay. if I may say real quickly, too, uh, we have a providing a, two buses, actually. Uh, we may station one in Seattle, but uh, we're providing two buses that will be departing the Oasis Center of Hope. That's 1937, uh, 1937 uh, G Street. At uh, 8.30, we will be loading, and at 9, 9 o'clock a.m., we will de be departing to Olympia. And we will be returning at 2.30. So all is welcome. You know, drive from Seattle or Kitsap County or whatever county you're in to Pierce County. Jump on the bus, and we'll bring you back, and then you can head home. And okay, Grover thank Johnson. You. Thank you very much for your time. today. We certainly appreciate that, the work you're doing. Thanks, thank Eddie. You, appreciate okay. you as well. Okay. Okay, my next guests are lining up. Uh, Bill North, Janet Jones Preston has been on for a little while. Pastor Joe Carter's on. Uh, let me see if we have uh, Brother Bosley on as of yet. Brother Bosley, present. Okay, okay. All right, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to uh, do some reflection on uh, the late, great Joe Staten. But what I want everybody to do is if you're not talking, uh, mute your uh, microphone. This is a, a commercial station, so it's not... CNN, so we can't use profanity. We can use some alphabets, but not the whole word. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess we will start off with uh, Bill North uh, and Joe Carter. They both played ball with, uh, they were on the same team at Garfield, and they went on to achieve great things. So uh, I'd like to have Bill North start off talking about his relationship and when he hooked up with uh, Joe Staten. And uh, I see all them trophies you got there, including the World Series trophy. Right <laughs> <over there. laughs> yeah, that's always good. All right. Uh, we started before Garfield High. You can bet on that. We was down there uh, at Mr. Edwards in the National League. And the one thing I'll tell you, that Saturday, did they play on Sunday, Pastor? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. Shoot, man. We played a lot of baseball down there, and we grew up together. And Joe was the best hitter everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll tell you a story about him in the major leagues. Uh, back in that time, the racism was such that they define the black players on their team by position. You didn't see too many black shortstops or second baseman or catchers. Uh, but Joe, but uh, uh, black players played the corners, first and third, and in the outfield. Joe was six foot three. He was a little skinny, but he could run like a deer. And he was a singles and doubles hitter. And if you six foot three wanted to play in the big leagues back at that time, got to hit home runs. Okay. And, and I mean, Joe was one of the best hitters with contact, never struck out with contact and, and could run. And, 
But back in that time, they had a guy in Detroit named Norm Cash. He was a white dude, but he was pretty much, uh, uh, he hit you a couple of home runs and stuff like that, but he was white and made good contact. And that kind of ran Joe out of that position, but they didn't want to keep him up there anyway because he didn't hit enough home runs. I want Pastor Joe Carter to talk about his time with uh, with Jose. I like this. Thank you for having us on, Eddie. Getting together with my brothers and my sister, uh, my two brothers in the fifth wheel, and uh, and uh, I can recall Joe's uh, relationship started uh, back uh, and uh, Joe played Pony League, and uh, I played Babe Ruth. And there was always this conflict about Joe's in the Garfield Park. Who hit it on run? Joe Carter. Who was it? Joe State. No, it was Joe State. No, it was Joe Carter, you know. So we collaborated and we got together and tried to get all the best ball players together on uh, Madrona IGA, which was right around the corner from Janet and Joe's house. And they were so elated to have Joe as the star ball player there. Actually, it was up the street from the Rise House, too. You, everybody remember that. <clears throat> but uh, we had a real good ball club. And the one controversy was the International League, Mr. Isaiah Edwards had all the ball players, but O.L. Mitchell came along and started CAYA. And he, uh, he, uh, Mr. Edwards thought that uh, the O.L. took all of his ball players and and it was Joe Staten and, and uh, Bill North and uh, Randy played uh, football. We all played football together. It's just a host of young men and young women uh, in the park down to Garfield during those days. But uh, uh, Joe uh, became a star really at the CAYA Connie Mack level. And uh, he went on to play for him and I went to a baseball camp for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, I knew Joe was a superior athlete because he could run, he could hit and catch, and he could pitch. And uh, But a little bit about Joe sociably, because uh, we got to get into streets, really. You know, in Seattle, we would run up and down Cherry Street, run up and down Union Street, run up and down 23rd Avenue, run up and down Jackson. Uh, we go out everywhere, you know. And the great Ronnie Preston, he was there too. He would go with us. And uh, Boomer. Yeah, the bomber, you know. But uh, Joe played football as well, uh, Eddie Wright Jr. He, he uh, was a wide out. I was a quarterback. And uh, he, it, Mr. Staten didn't want Joe playing all the athletics, uh, all the sports. But Joe was a great athlete. Ronnie was a great athlete. Um, and 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 we we connected in that regards. But Joe, well, there's something special about Joe as it is Spud and Randy, and we all talk about this: how we con- was cultivated, how we were connected. Um, Janet lived the door away from Joe and she was like Mm -hmm. our sister 
and uh, Janet had a host of girlfriends. We all used to have fun down at Garfield Park doing the Mardi Gras parades and, and uh, get to ride in the parades with your, with your ball team and, and, and mm -hmm. so off like that. But um, uh, there was Joe's Groceries up there on Union, along with Jonah and IGA. We'd go in there. Joe had an account. I had an account over on uh, Cherry Street at Lincoln's Groceries. We go by the, the bakery, Brenner Brothers Bakery. You remember Bloomers Eddie? Bigger, let me call you right back. I'm on the Zoom call. Do you remember Bloomers Eddie? Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, we used to go to Bloomers, get the po' boy sandwich, get a po' boy sandwich, and uh, okay, yeah, there was Blaze Glaciers, uh, and then there was Garfield Park, and I remember you, Eddie, having the rallies in in the park, and the Panthers having rallies in the park, and we all used to hang out at Garfield all day. But when we used to grow up a little bit, when we got, uh, we used to go up to Jimmy Pearson's checkmate and we used to go uh, up to, it wasn't uh, Dino's then. What was that on Madison? Uh, honeysuckles. Mardi Gras. Yeah, Honeysuckles. Honeysuckles was probably. I, I wasn't old enough to get into Birdland, but Joe and I would go down to First Avenue to Pennyland. And we just, uh, we going all over the streets, Spud and Joe and I used to have cars and we'd take turns and tease one another who sat in the middle and everything. And, and then we just did a lot of girls and everything. Used to go to the Chinese kitchen on Union, uh, just uh, rode along. But the thing I want to say about Joe is, and, and I'll probably say something about this later on, is about Joe stepped up. He was a step up kind of a man. And, uh, we all got married young and everything. That was his first I mean. step. It was a step up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we and I say step up because it's just like stepping up to the plate. You could always count on Joe Staten. We got to the point to where he would put the thing on his back, meaning he would put the, the team on his back, put the game on his back. And uh, with Joe, uh, Joe would charge you. He would charge you. Uh, to, to be accountable, you know, and, you know, people make a lot of excuses in baseball, you know, the umpire, man, he did it like this. He did it like that, man. He, that was outside. That was high. That's inside. But Joe said, man, just, just hit the ball. Just get the bat on the ball. You know, do, do your job, that kind of a guy. But, uh, you know, we used to go eat at little, uh, what's that Burger King behind the park? Uh, it's now Ezel's. We used to go to uh, the Bulldog. The Bulldog. Yeah, there the, it is. Bulldog, yeah. little restaurant. The Bulldog. You know. And so finally, Joe went to uh, got picked up on a Cheney Stud team and uh, went and signed with Detroit. And Spud told the rest of the story, uh, pretty much uh, in his uh, major league career. But uh, Billy and 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 Joe was always connected on the major league level and would help one another through that. Uh, Janet was always there for us. Uh, we, were, we were all friends and, and women started coming into sports a little bit more. They started getting more active and everything. Uh, Janet, uh, husband, her first husband, Ronnie Preston was a good friend of mine. And, and uh, my first wife, we were all really good friends. And uh, but Joe was working. He started working down at, and that's a real difficult time as I close with transitioning from 
Major League Baseball back home and Bill went through that thing as well. And, and so did I, and I'm pretty sure Randy, all of us had to, to adjust to what we really wanted to do in life. And so Joe started working in the schools and he started working with the kids and he really started seeming to be gifted because the kids loved him, mm -hmm. uh, both at Franklin and Garfield. And finally, uh, he worked up at the Nordstrom Medical Tower. And he told yeah. me, and when he worked at the Nordstrom Medical Tower, he captivated all the doctors and the assistants and the patients and everybody loved Joe going in and out of that building. It was a big building. It's up on Madison. And I used to go up and have lunch with him. And uh, we had lunch and go across the street there. And uh, it'd be a couple of times. Huh? Was it Zenas? Zenas, yeah, on the on the corner there. Yeah. And uh uh so Joe told me about this calling. I said, man, I gotta help these kids. We gotta work with these kids. I said, Yeah, man, it's all about the kids, but man, I'm going to ministry school. I'm going up here to Puget Sound Christian College, and I'm on this job down here at the city of Seattle. I just it's just a little bit too much, man. He said, Man, we talked to Michael Preston, and we were talking about trying to get what they call uh, uh, CAY alumni. Mm -hmm. And something happened with, 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 with CAY at that time. And it kind of, it, it was kind of, it kind of fell it in a, to a slump, I think financially. But I say Joe stepped up. Joe took over the director job. Didn't get a lot of support at some times, but Joe all these years hung in there. And, you know, one thing I remember about CAY is he got the turkeys for us. You know, he'd get turkeys for the community. And even up to Mount Zion, Janet and, and Eddie, you know, he had the turkeys have you bring, he, he had turkeys in the kitchen. And I used to take them up there. But uh, anyway, there's a lot more to be said. But for yeah. well, we got another half an hour, I want to bring uh, Janet Jones Preston yeah. in, who was yeah. uh, Joe's neighbor. And she yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Oh, yeah, she probably knew him better than anyone. So, Janet, why don't you go ahead and share your uh, Joe State memories with us as a person that knew him better than probably anyone on the call. Childhood playmates and lifetime friends. I had to eat Maybe. Joe's vegetables so he could go out and play. Because Miss Staten wasn't playing. He had to eat his vegetables before he could go out to play after dinner. And he didn't like vegetables. So that's where I came in. I had to eat the vegetables. I had to get over there and get the vegetables, sit down with him, eat the vegetables so he could go out and play. And my negotiating chip was if I ate the vegetables, he would make everybody let me be first in kickball. So we had, we bartered. We grew up together. We played together. We played together every day. And um, we got in trouble together, <laughs> a lot of trouble together. And uh, our sons, our oldest sons are one month apart. I went with him to the hospital when his son was born. And the day I came home with my. Okay, she froze up on us. Well, I'll just enter in until she comes back. How about that? Okay, go ahead, Randy. Randy so Bosley. Yeah, we got Randy Bosley here. So we're going to free flow 
uh, off the top, I just want to recognize Janet because Janet was the founder of the Fifth Wheel, which would be us. That would be Joe, Joe Carter, Billy the Kid, Cecil Cross, who's not president, and myself. But, you know, I did have the pleasure of meeting Joe first because before Janet, Joe and I lived in the same neighborhood across the street off of 23rd and Denny. So we started back in the days, like we had to ride bicycles, learned how to ride bicycles together and stayed outside all day till our mother would call us in. Because, you know, it was like when school was out in summertime, you go out and play. You play from sun up to sundown, didn't have a worry in the world. So we started our relationship friendship back at that time. But before I go any further, one thing that we've always done traditionally and everything when we come together is we entered into prayer. And normally we start that off first. So I can just place that right here, Eddie. We know that you're in charge, not trying to be inconsiderate, but at the same time, acknowledging my brother because we are discussing Joe Staten, so we celebrate him. But we acknowledge God in all things that we do. Lord Father, God, continue blessing and touching each of us. We give you praise and thanks for bringing us together in unity, not just through our childhood, but as we've been adults, we have been together all through high school and we're grown men with children that are grown with children. We can ask you to continue blessing each and every family, bless down in the communities and continue just giving us your grace through the tradition of family. So as we acknowledge Joe today and just celebrate it, we just talk about it and we honor him. We give praise and thanks to you and him and all things that we do in Jesus' name. Hey, fellas. So at the same time, you know, I just wanted to, you know, get that in because I've had a long journey with Joe. And to have a life where as a kid where the responsibility was you go outside and play and then be a grown man and a senior citizen and still be with the same one that you started riding bicycles with the day of bond that is unspeakable. So that's the relationship I have with Staten for when it comes to Pastor Carter and, and Bill. I'm the one that got him ready for you all because we started out in the street shooting hoop, trying to hit a tennis ball, you know, on the corner because that's the best thing that we had going if we didn't get to a field. But more importantly, just the whole relationship and unity of all, all of us being together and Eddie, whether you're aware of it or not, Janet in the class of 66 is the founder of bringing, holding us together. We were already together. We definitely have always been together, but they just united us as the fifth wheel knows his name that you heard me, you know, call out. So in, in honor, we be, you know, we get together monthly. And we celebrate dinner, we break bread, we discuss anything and everything about life, even in the absence of Cecil, but he's here in agreement in the spirit. And we got this tradition as five, now that we're standing as four, but as brothers in unity and love, we got an oath that we will keep, that Joe will always be present with us whenever we break bread. And we will stand until the last man is telling standing so therefore that tradition shall always live on so okay we're gonna take a quick break and come back with Jana jones preston she is back on so eric we'll take a quick break and come back hi my name is mian rice the diversity of contracting director for the port of seattle as a public agency the port of seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here the port is committed to equity diversity and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. 
That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Eddie Ryan back at Urban Forum Northwest with Randy Bosley, Bill North, Jana Jones-Preston, and Pastor Joe Carter. And we will go back to uh, Jana because she was Joe's next-door neighbor. Has some fascinating stories to share with us. Go right ahead, man. Some of them I can share and some of them will go to the grave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe and I had our 11-year-old birthday party together and our 50th birthday party together. Our birthdays were exactly two weeks apart. And his birthday was two weeks before mine. So every year I taunt him for two weeks for being older. And then on my birthday, when he called me, I wouldn't answer the phone. So he, <laughs> so he, so he couldn't tell me that I was as old as him. So I wait to the end of the day to talk to him. <laughs> it, it was a lifetime friendship, a real friendship. And he called me his sister, his oldest son, Keith. He calls me his auntie, and we were just family. He was he was my brother. I I never had a brother, but he was my brother. He tried to give me good advice. I listened to some things, some things I didn't listen to, and bumped my head. And uh, I just appreciated him. And um, uh, now that he's gone, I have to I have to think about good memories and not grief, because I find that grief is very heavy. And um, in order not to grieve, I've got to think of all the funny things, all the good things, all the memories. And I'll pass the mic. I, and with what you're saying, Janet, is the same thing that uh, I went through and still am going through, because I understand how the Lord works that way. And what he has in all our plans and, and our past. But Joe was lifelong. He was he, he was always clean too. 
you never see no messy joke. <laughs> and, uh, but I appreciated his parents, not then, but after I got older, to the point that they, they ran a tight ship and Joe had some skills and developed uh, empathy and compassion because we we all know that his uh, his parents kept uh, people and yeah. and housed people uh, from the state and yeah. that and Joe had to uh, uh, had to chip in there too and yeah. this kind of thing he he did have compassion and yeah. and and just a lovely person you know uh, Lord knows it that he knew where the bodies was buried too. <laughs> and it's all cool one. It's all, as the older I get, I'm losing more friends that know where the bodies are buried. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> you know, because we all going to meet up. But what you were talking about in grieving, uh, I learned from the Lord and gained tw- trust and faith from him in how he dealt with my mom. And, you know, I never really grieved as much as I just miss her. And I'm not sad about Joe's life as much as a, a, missing him is going to be a problem. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I was extremely proud of Joe's leadership. And we all here uh, display that. But Joe uh, took it to another level when he stepped up to take over a community, Central Area Youth Association, is a big task. And Joe initially was going to coach baseball and get managers for uh, baseball, which he did. Uh, Spud knows about that, Bill. Uh, They did the RBI, uh, Revived Baseball, in the inner city. But there started to be a lot of gentrification in the central area. And Joe kept on going. Instead of doing football and basketball, he started tutoring children. And he started finding another way of, of giving dignity and respect to other people's children, which he was pouring into them. And they loved him. I mean, there was there years after years after years, as Joe was in this, Joe used to drive by my house in a van and uh, drop the kids off. And then on the way back, he'd come down by my house and he'd honk the horn. And <laughs> But uh, it was something to do that on a day-to-day basis, meaning really it was a job, you know. And we all love kids, uh, you know, but Joe worked with the kids in a way, in a very special way. He fed them. You know, he had a wonderful staff there at CAY, and um, he always was kind enough to share his building. I know there was several occasions I wanted to have shut-ins and prayer 
in the back room. Uh, I know uh, the Francis B. North as Janet and Bill knew. Uh, the initiative that we started, we would have our meetings there. And Joe didn't want those meetings to go on without prayer as we started those, those meetings. And, um, and so he was a very humble man in all ways. And I think that what I'm saying is in agreement to what everybody else is saying. And the one thing I liked about Joe completed all of us. Um, there's something about us sitting here, Eddie, and I know you have your peers. I know Joe, Joby Godot and Charlie Mitchell and uh, some of your other friends. Uh, we have ours and we're bonded. And that's the way it is in Seattle. It was back then. And I don't know if it's like that now, if people still are connected and are close like that. But uh, Joe's whole mission, in my opinion, was to keep that going, was to keep us uh, a community, to keep CAY together to where we could say we were extended family. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I really appreciated him then, and I'm going to continue to appreciate him in his passing. Uh, <coughs> it's, uh, it's a thing that I think that Randy and Cecil put out a chair when we had our last meeting. And that chair signified that Joe would always be here with us in spirit. You know, there's always room for Joe, spirit at the table, whatever we do. And uh, Cecil had said that, that we would, as we all go through this, because we're all gonna have that, that day and that we would all uh, be memorized uh, in a special way. And so I, I just think that's uh, outstanding, you know, because people do that in sororities and fraternities and clubs and things of that nature. But as Randy said, we just came up in the streets. We just came up and, and developed that bond. And as, as some of you said, to hold on to that bond is really, really, um, there's really no, no words for it, it, but other than love, you know, because, yeah, because all the families, even the Rye family, you know, uh, the Williams and, 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 and the Norris and the Bosleys, you know, uh, somebody was talking to me about Derek the other day. And, and the Joan, Janet has a sister. Uh, um, and we all can remember those days, too. So I just think that Joe, along with a lot of others that have left here, you know, won't, won't be forgotten. I know um, Jerry, and uh, <clears throat> I know this is Joe's time, but Jerry and Brenda yeah. and Lee, you know, you know, and I think about Ronnie mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing now where we have to get ourselves in a ready to understand that we need to maximize the moment and get the most out of one another while we're here Amen. and, and let each other know that we love one another, you know, let each other know that 
we're sorry for whatever wrongdoings that we've done to one another and heal our wounds or whatever and and try to just be bonded just try to continue in unity and uh, i just want to say i love all you guys thanks again eddie for it okay uh eric why don't we take a break and we come back we'll have eight minutes left we're gonna go to randy bosley hi my name is mian rice the diversity of contracting director for the port of seattle As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, Eddie Ryback and Boogie Wonderland with Randy Bosley, Bill North, Pastor Joe Carter, Janet Jones Preston. And we're going to go right now to Randy Bosley for his further comments about the late, great Joe Satan. So we're going to take this moment and recognize Joe in celebration. You know, think about Joe as being the tall, cool one. You know, he was always reserved, but fully present in everything that he'd done. So... If you just think about no matter what was going on, and Janet had mentioned the word grief, but when I think about Joe, in my experience, in the way I know knew him, and what he represented, and what he stood for, you know, he always found a way to, you know, take it a, a take it a little higher in everything that he did. Mm-hmm. So, from the heart, just thinking about him being a family man, raising children being a community leader, then ended up being a director. CAYA represented a lot of things in the Central District. Joe got a hold to that thing and totally took it to a whole nother level. Pastor Carter had mentioned about lack of support. He still found a way, you know, time and time again. And the influence and the input that he has put in all of our youths today, you know. So that's gonna be priceless. And it's been mentioned about his late leader, leadership. So all that's going to affect humanity, 
that's going to affect our community, that affects family. So when I think about him, it's easy for me to use the word celebrate on him because I have no ill thoughts about him. I have no funny feelings about him. I, I can't even recall the areas in his life as he grew as a young man that even went off the rails. So, you know, he, he set a good example throughout his whole lifetime. Bud mentioned his parents, you know, he just came from good roots, just like that. So, and he, from day one, he emulated that all the way up to the day that we lost him. You know, death ends up being a robber and a stiller because Pastor Carter mentioned it. We can be sitting right next to each other. We're spending time. We're breaking bread. We're sharing each other. And, you know, any given moment, we can receive that that news. So using Joe for that example of, you know, let's just wholeheartedly, you know, share the love, open up the love, love one another, love on one another, share that love and be free because we never really know. But that's the experience my whole lifetime with it. And my lifetime with him as a human being started when we were like really young, young kids, eight, seven, eight, nine years old, you know, to be 74 today. So in my heart, the celebration will always go forward. I look forward to seeing him again because I know where he's at. So J-A-J-P, you got the baton. Yes, um, I wanted to let everyone know that his the, his celebration of life will be Saturday, July the 30th at Mount Sinai Church on 19th and Samuel Berry McKinney Avenue at 11 o'clock. I want to say that... Uh, uh, Janet, uh, Barbara Daniels uh, sent a post said to tell you hello. You know her from Sacramento? We all know her. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> third. Eddie, I want to say one other thing in regards to the class of 66. Uh, I can't recall what year the reunion was, but I know Joe, and I still use that term of stepping up. Stepped up, weren't you and him on the committee together, uh, Randy? The yeah, committee. He, he that man was a leader. <laughs> he, you know, Dan was on those uh committees and everything, and never got loud. Uh, excuse me, he never got loud. In no, but but he, but he, he was always humble in the sense of trying to get the best out of everyone so we could get the best product in terms of having a, a, a loving reunion. And he is really gonna be missed in our class. Not that every, anyone else wasn't missed, but Joe's leadership and, and, and that love. So I'm, I'm looking for a big turnout for the class of 66. Sure. Uh, uh, B, uh, F, L, Bulldogs for Life, 66, a touch of class. We love you. We love you. The fifth wheel loves you. And yeah. Janet, I'm going to speak on your behalf. We all love the class of 66. Isn't that something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to invite you to the Garfield Centennial Celebration on August 27th at Garfield. Yeah. We had to put it off for two years because of COVID. So I want all you, all you uh, 
famous bulldogs to show up on that Saturday, which is what be all I'd just like to say that in my life and time, it has been such a gift to know you guys and to be with you guys and to be with Joe. I have been blessed beyond belief with people that love me and of which you all are in that, in that strata. And I just want to thank Joe and everything we've done together and everything we shouldn't have done together. (laughs) (laughs) And just thank you guys and thank him for having the experience of him. Speaking of the the experience, Eddie, let me see this host. Um, Bill, I want to thank you too. When Bill went to his first World Series, he called Joe Cecil, and uh, <laughs> we went down to the game. But we just didn't only go down to the game. We went down to the field, just like we went down the field the other day at Newman Field. And uh, we hung out on the field prior to the game, just like we hung out at home and everything. I got some pictures. Uh, Rhonda has some pictures and everything. Yeah, I know from behind. Look, uh, look, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. I want to thank uh, thank you Randy so Bosley, much, Bill North, Pastor Joe Carter, Jenna Jones Preston for the time and reflections today on uh, the late great Joe Staten. Uh, but I want to let everybody know that Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Diversity, and Inclusion. John Tay Robinson, the chair of the Sound Transit Board, is Kent Kill who is out of a University Place uh, City Council. I want to thank Liz Alzier and the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office. And I want to thank Nian Wright, who runs uh, the Port of Seattle's Diversity uh, Contracting uh, Office. And uh, once again, uh, uh, Joe Staten's memorial service will be July 30th at 11 o'clock, Ms. Janet. 11 o'clock at Mount, yes. Zion, at Mount Zion Baptist Church. So I really do appreciate you guys doing this. Another thing, two hours after this program, this program will be up on my podcast, also on Alexa. So you'll be hearing it for the rest of the week. And it'll be archived on my website uh, uh, for one year after that. So I want to thank all you guys for stepping up to the plate. We really appreciate you. A lot of, lot, lot of insight for my listeners. So they will be listening throughout the week on uh, this whole uh, Joe Staten uh, saga that we did today. So thank you very much. And Eric, I'll see you next week. Bye.